together growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to briefly look at the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. The first word, God loved the world. It is a perfect tense. And if you go to the aorist in the Greek, in the syntax, it is an action that began in the past that continues to exist in the present. And that action has not yet finished. What does it then mean for the author who writes in the perfect Greek? He wants to argue and to remind us that God has always loved us. That God continues to love us. And that God will never stop loving us. So we human beings who are limited by both space and time are trying to make sense of an action that is outside of time. We were loved, we are loved, we will always be loved. That's the first reality. As often as I've said, God loved us into being. The action of our birth, of our creation, is an act of God's love. He chose us before time. He created us in time. We are created out of love. We are created to love. We are created by love. The second element into this phrase there is a difference between my love for God and God's love for me. My love for God is limited by my own human experiences. I was taught how to love as a baby. I experienced love through human interactions. My loving is imperfect because I myself am not perfect. My love for God will fail. My love for God is subjective. But what the author wants to bring is a different nuance. 
I sit on the opposite side of the table. It is God's love for me, which is perfect, which is eternal, which does not depend on human interactions. He loves me despite knowing my failures. He loves me even though I have disappointed him. He loves me when he knows I will walk away from him. And so God has loved us. God loves us. And his love for us is not limited by our own reception of this love. God's love for us changes me as the giver of love to becoming the recipient of God's love. The third element into this. Love goes hand in hand with giving. He gave us his only begotten son. He gave us himself. He shared his being with us. Often I say most people don't spell love as L-O-V-E, but rather they spell it as T-I-M-E. If you love me, spend time with me. If you love me, be present. If you love me, be here. Then there's a third element. He gives us the opportunity to believe that whoever believes in Jesus has eternal life. Faith, dear friends, is a gift. Everybody has this gift. Faith is not imposed on anybody. God does not impose himself. But like any other gift, either I accept or I reject. So too with faith in Jesus. Every human person has the freedom to accept or to reject. The fourth element, what does faith in Jesus do? It gives us eternal life. Therefore, Jesus becomes for me a bridge that connects me and God. So he becomes the conduit on which life line can run. I've always known 
have always been with God for eternity. All of us have. Because before we were born, we've always been in the mind of God. And God always lived in what we call eternal presence. And so what Jesus is able to do is to bring us back to the relationship we may have lost with God. That's the fourth element. The fifth element. Jesus does not come in order to condemn. He does not come to count our mistakes. He does not come to judge. He does not come to chastise us. He comes to bring us back to God. That's all he comes to do. To bring us back into a loving relationship with God. He brings us back into who we are destined to be. That makes Jesus not a person who looks out for our mistakes, but a person who journeys with us as a friend, as a lover, but above all, as our God. The last point that I find absolutely beautiful, Jesus comes as a savior. When I was lost, when I was in darkness, when I was alone, where was Jesus? He's always been part of the journey. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Together, growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to briefly look at the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. The first word, God loved the world. It is a perfect tense. And if you go to the Aorist in the Greek, in the syntax, it is an action that began in the past that continues to exist in the present. And that action has not yet finished. What does it then mean for the author who writes in the perfect Greek? He wants to argue and to remind us that God has always loved us. That God continues to love us. And that God will never stop loving us. So we human beings who are limited by both space and time 
are trying to make sense of an action that is outside of time. We were loved, we are loved, we will always be loved. That's the first reality. As often as I've said, God loved us into being. The action of our birth, of our creation, is an act of God's love. He chose us before time. He created us in time. We are created out of love. We are created to love. We are created by love. The second element into this phrase. There is a difference between my love for God and God's love for me. My love for God is limited by my own human experiences. I was taught how to love as a baby. I experienced love through human interactions. My loving is imperfect because I myself am not perfect. My love for God will fail. My love for God is subjective. But what the author wants to bring is a different nuance. I sit on the opposite side of the table. It is God's love for me, which is perfect, which is eternal, which does not depend on human interactions. He loves me despite knowing my failures. He loves me even though I have disappointed him. He loves me when he knows I will walk away from him. And so God has loved us. God loves us. And his love for us is not limited by our own reception of this love. God's love for us changes me as the giver of love to becoming the recipient of God's love. The third element into this. Love goes hand in hand with giving. He gave us his only begotten son. He gave us himself. He shared 
his being with us. Often I say most people don't spell love as L-O-V-E but rather they spell it as T-I-M-E. If you love me, spend time with me. If you love me, be present. If you love me, be here. Then there's a third element. He gives us the opportunity to believe. That whoever believes in Jesus has eternal life. Faith, dear friends, is a gift. Everybody has this gift. Faith is not imposed on anybody. God does not impose himself. But like any other gift, either I accept or I reject. So too with faith in Jesus. Every human person has the freedom to accept or to reject. The fourth element, what does faith in Jesus do? It gives us eternal life. Therefore, Jesus becomes, for me, a bridge that connects me and God. So he becomes the conduit on which life line can run. I've always known, I've always been with God for eternity. All of us have. Because before we were born, we've always been in the mind of God. And God always lived in what we call eternal presence. And so what Jesus is able to do is to bring us back to the relationship we may have lost with God. That's the fourth element. The fifth element. Jesus does not come in order to condemn. He does not come to count our mistakes. He does not come to judge. He does not come to chastise us. He comes to bring us back to God. That's all he comes to do. To bring us back into a loving relationship with God. He brings us back into who we are destined to be. That makes Jesus not a person who looks out for our mistakes but a person who journeys with us as a friend, as a lover, but above all, as our God. The last point that I find absolutely 
beautiful. Jesus comes as a savior. When I was lost, when I was in darkness, when I was alone, where was Jesus? He's always been part of the journey. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.